Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time 10-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends of Oregon. And when I have time, which is not very often, I write at a blog called I Never Liked Pink and that is also how you can find me on social media. So today I'm super excited to have two guests. Both of them have come to me from Breast Friends. The first is Glenna Kane. She is also a two-time survivor of breast cancer. She describes herself as a liberal artist, dog owner, grandmother, Christian music lover. I love that. That pretty much encompasses everything. (laughs) And as I've gotten to know her over time, I really enjoy her company. And a while ago, she's like, hey, I have some stories I want to share because she went through a lot and she wants to really help and give back to other women. She's also a mentor in our programs, helping other women who are recently diagnosed because she has gone through so much and has a lot of knowledge. And we're going to talk today about her cancer journeys and the beauty that she's found from them, both physically and emotionally. And I'm also super excited to welcome my friend and coworker, Amy Berg. She is our patient programs coordinator at Breast Friends, and she is the one who sets up the amazing educational workshops and fun activities, which we do multiple times a month, ranging from flower arranging. I'm I'm not a flower person, so that just kind of goes out of my head, but also informational things like Medicare and soon in March, we're doing an amazing workshop about hyperbaric chambers and everything in between. Amy's the one who puts those together. But I know Amy and the one that is most near and dear to her heart is she hosts a monthly art session called Creative Connections, where both virtually and in person, women in our programs come and use art as a healing tool, but not so much focus on cancer, but just let's Let's try new things through art, and I know that's her baby, so we're going to talk a lot about that today. So both of you, welcome, but Glenna, I'm going to start in with you. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you for having me. anything else you would like to share, non-cancer stuff, before we dig into the cancer? Well, um, I am am permanently disabled thanks to a um, lovely journey I went on with the hip replacement, And so I do spend a lot of time at home on my own, and we can get into that in a little bit about how much art has really um, brought to me. Uh, I spent a lot of time crocheting at the beginning and then kind of got burnt on it and um, was so thrilled to find watercolor uh, that I paint almost every day now, and I just, I don't know, you know, I've had a lot of, lot of challenges, but I just find that there's, there's beauty in those places if you look for it, if you look for it. I love that. And I know you're super active, even though you are permanently disabled and you spend a lot of time at home, you're so active with your family and yes. so important to you and your dogs, which will probably hear the, you know, your dog yes. during the show. And that's okay because people understand animals. They just, they need to be heard. <laughs> right. 
So really quick, I'm going to jump over to Amy. Welcome. And other than what you do at work, I didn't give much of a bio for you. So tell us a little bit about yourself personally, please. Sure. Um, Well, I'm married. I married my high school sweetheart. And we are going to be celebrating 25 years in July. Wow. I know. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) But um, (laughs) we have one daughter who is 17. And... We're both from the Pacific Northwest. We spent a little bit of time right after we got married um, in the Bay Area, but really wanted to come back to home. We're from Seattle originally, but um, so that's, I mean, I guess that's me in a nutshell. I I haven't worked. Oh, go ahead. I didn't even know that you actually spent time living in the Bay Area. Apparently, we don't talk to enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, two years we were there. (laughs) Much more economical to come back here. Definitely. And what did you go through for um, two sentences on your cancer? Two sentences. Wow. Okay. Well, I was diagnosed in November of 2017. I went through uh, chemotherapy, lumpectomy, radiation, and I had a year of progeta and Herceptin because I was HER2 positive. And a surgery thrown in there too. Yeah, the lumpectomy was my surgery. Oh, sorry, I, I, I hear things and then they go in one ear and out the other. But okay. you are five years out now, correct? Yes, Which I am. Like- Although I am counting this November as my five-year mark because I feel like I like starting when I'm cancer-free. So Perfect. I'm celebrating five years in this November. Well, we'll still take that. That's a very exciting time. So Yes, it is. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to jump back to Glenna, Amy. We'll get back to you in a little bit. Okay. Sounds good. So Glenna, tell me, dear, about your first cancer diagnosis and how you found it. Just the the basics. I had um, a annual mammogram and I had, I was diagnosed with bilateral cancer, both breasts at the same time. So I had bilateral lumpectomies. Uh, I didn't have to have radiation or chemo. And I tried tamoxifen unsuccessfully. So it's kind of no surprise that the breast cancer showed up again in 2020. And um, yeah, I was a whole different person back then. I was not I was not as emotionally attached to myself. I was working full time as a phlebotomist and I just didn't have the, the mental acuity that I have, that I had this second time going through it. I was way more connected to my body and therefore to my treatment. And so would you say the first time around, you just kind of compartmentalized and put yes. away? <laughs> yes, very much so. And just move forward because you were you were yeah. working full time and yes. just it was what it was. I just kept going. I just kept going and didn't really take the time to process it. And having breast cancer the second time was a completely different animal Uh, I found breast friends uh, right after I was diagnosed, and that made a huge difference. I was able to do some therapy with our therapist, Connie Sewing, 
And um, she really helped me connect to my body and, and get into that mindset that I was going to lose my breasts and disconnect from some childhood sexual abuse and be able to let them go um, in, I guess, in the most positive way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Connie is amazing. Now, yes. how, what was the time frame between the two diagnoses? The first time was 2018, no, excuse me, 2012, okay. and the second one was 2020. So eight years and not eight years. Being, yeah, no, no tamoxifen yeah. and just the lumpectomy. Right. So, it, right. you know, and unfortunately, when if you don't sometimes hit it with everything they got, it can yes. come back. And yep. in the interim, you had also gone through a hip replacement. Is that correct? I went through a hip replacement that went south. I had... Mm-hmm. 12 hospitalizations with 10 surgeries and ended up with no hip bone at all. So I have a three inch discrepancy in my leg links and I can ambulate around the house with my walker. But when I go out, I'm either in my electric wheelchair or my manual wheelchair. And so due to the fact that you went through that whole process and were not able to have the hip replacement because your body wouldn't mm-hmm. accept anything foreign in it. You yes. knew since when the cancer came back, was it in both breasts again? No. And I caught it really early. Um, it was in the left side only, okay. but I had had it. I was like, okay, obviously, you know, we need to step up our game here. So I went for a complete um, uh, double mastectomy and again, I didn't have to have chemo or radiation, which was part of the reason why I chose the mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I was kind of done with my breasts. I'm, I'm hoping there are other women that can relate to that. You know, I'm in my late 50s and I had always, I developed very young. By the time I was 12, I was like a triple D and, you know, I've carried them around for years. They, I was able to breastfeed both my babies, you know, and I just, I was at a point in my life where I was, I was just ready to let them go. I, I really didn't even have to think, you know, I didn't, I didn't stress myself out over it. It just seemed like the obvious choice. And I'm so glad I did because... I view my body completely differently now. You know, I always felt like my boobs entered the room before I did, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I always had to be careful. Like if I had company or I was staying with somebody, I always had to, you know, sleep in my bra and be very um, self-aware of, Mm -hmm. you know, how I was presenting at all times. And... um, the first summer without my breasts, I went swimming and it was just like, oh my gosh, my bathing suit fit, you know, completely differently, of course. And I just felt light in my body um, after my mastectomy. And um, I just, you know, I, I don't have to wear a bra anymore, which is like amazing. I, I feel you, sister. Wearing. I'm the yes, same way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So I I just happened to, you know, feel like it was a a the silver linings far outweighed the bad parts. You and know? since you you knew that you couldn't have an implant of sorts, so it wasn't even yeah. an option to have an implant reconstruction. So what did your surgeon offer you um, post mastectomy in terms of finishing up the ch- the chest area after surgery? Yeah, I had a Goldilocks close, which is where they take the, it, it works better if you're um, plus size like I am from my understanding. And they take your extra tissue and fat and create small breasts. And I was able to keep my nipples as well. So I look feminine and, you know, um, and I'm very pleased with the outcome between my plastic surgeon and my oncology surgeon. They did an amazing job of leaving me with probably like a very small AB and considering I was the 38 triple D, I'll take it. I'll what take it all day. What a huge difference. Yeah. And I oh, know huge. Um, the Goldilocks procedure is is fairly new. I would say, yes. uh, don't quote me on this, but probably 10 years or less. And mm-hmm. the, um, the the technical, you gave a wonderful description Um and I, but I looked it up and it says the Goldilocks techniques utilizes redundant mastectomy flap tissue to construct a breast mound. Exactly what you said. And yep. suitable for women who decline or like yourself, a poor candidate for traditional reconstruction. And when yes. we spoke previously, you pretty much just, you were literally singing its praises so much. And I love that. Oh, yeah. Because it allowed you to feel lighter and your weight, you're just a weight literally off your chest. It is a weight literally off my chest. Exactly. I feel, I feel, even though, you know, I mean, yeah, I probably lost like, you know, five to eight pounds literally, but the, the emotional and, um, I just, my whole being changed really, honestly. And, and you did it feel like you were more connected to your body again because you didn't yes. have your very large breasts? Yeah, and I just felt like I could be um I could just be myself instead of just being a big set of boobs, you know, and and unfortunately I think, you know, as women a lot of times we're so connected to ourselves through our natural born bodies. And sometimes it's really hard when we have to have that taken away or rearranged. But in my case, I'm telling you, it was a, it was a gift, and I still feel that way. The more time goes on, um, you know, I was sure when I heard about the Goldilocks clothes, I was ex- so excited because I did not want uh, implants, and I really, really didn't want to be concave, uh, if possible. So th- I was thrilled when I found out about the Goldilocks. I there are definitely a few other women that I I know through breast friends who have had it and say the same things because yeah. not everyone like myself. I chose implants. Not everyone wants those in their body, and I right. I will honestly say potentially when it's time to 
you know, because every 10 to 15 years, you're supposed to replace yeah. your implants, implants, I may go flat because right. at that point, I'll be 60 and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I, I don't use them for anything anymore. Unfortunately, yep. there's no sensation. Yep. I have beautiful tattoos. Yep. But other than that, they're just kind of there. Yeah, exactly. But you were left with you well not left you were created new beautiful breasts and yeah i think it just allowed you to feel so amazing but we're going to talk a yeah. little bit more about that we are going to take a quick break so listeners okay. remember if you or your loved ones need our services please go to breastfriends.org and check out patient programs to see what we can do for you you can also donate to help breast friends on its mission to ensure that no one goes through cancer alone there's a big donate button on our website or you can text BF Radio to 41444. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine miller Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle, and my guests are Glenna Kane and Amy Berg. And we are talking about the different ways that you can find beauty in yourself physically 
and emotionally out in the world and through art after a cancer diagnosis. So, Glenna, we were talking before break about how much you are thrilled with the Goldilocks closure. What has it, so it's been, gosh, I, probably almost three years now, two and a half years? Since no, you it's been, it? it'll be two years this March Okay, that, since I had my surgery. And how do you feel that it has changed your life for the better and been able to connect you closer to your body? Well, I think because I developed early and I was always, I, I was overweight from the time I was a young, young girl, like a teenager. Um, I had a lot of shame around my body and, you know, thank God Connie sewing and I were able to kind of unhook that and, and, give me some closure on letting go of this part of my body that, you know, I mean, it, it, it's connected to your femininity and your sexuality. And so, um, letting go of that, what had really just become lumps of, of weight around my neck, you know, um, and still retaining, my femininity and my sexuality and, and, and staying connected in a positive way um, were really important to me. And so now I just, I just feel um, I've let go of that shame around my body. And I just feel like I, I definitely still feel feminine and I've, I'm lucky, I think, to have kept my nipples because that really helps too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, even though there's no sensation, but, you know, when it's me in the mirror, I feel like I'm complete in a way, you know. Oh, completely understand. And, That's why I had my yeah. tattoos done. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I just, I feel physically and mentally lighter, Um my son and my grandsons came down for Thanksgiving and spent four days with us. And I was able to just, you know, pop out here because I slept in my recliner in the living room and let them have our room. And I just, I felt like I was just able to be out here in my body without, oh my God, do I have a bra on? And, you know, how do I look? And um, so it's just, it's, it's really given me back that um peace of mind and the cancer's gone that's the biggie you know the cancer's gone yeah that is definitely and the most important thing yes but the goldilocks yeah. really helped move you forward into a obviously a better situation with your body yes and yes. allowing you to to really love your body which is fabulous yes yes it is and um yeah, I mean, after having spent, you know, all of my adult life not happy with my body, at finally at my age, it's like, okay, great. Now, now I can, you know, feel more connected. I can feel more grounded and enjoy the last years of my life feeling like I'm at peace in my body. I love that. And you never think that, oh, something as awful as cancer is exactly. going uh, to allow good things to come into your life. But for you, it yeah. has. And that's why we're here today. Has. 
So yeah. we're going to switch gears and talk about art post-cancer okay. for you. Um, what does art mean to you or when, when, you've, when you're doing it, what is it, how does it make you feel? Well, for me, it was just that I got shown that I can create, I'm not a fantastic artist by any means, but that's the whole point. It's just letting go and creating something beautiful just for my own enjoyment and um, getting to express myself through color has been game changer for me. And I just, I paint every day and I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to my metallic colors and I love <laughs> a splash of gold and, you know, um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just creating something that, that I feel good about that's just for myself. It's only for me. Which is amazing because I know as a wife and a mother and a worker, I rarely put myself first and I rarely do things that are just for me. And I I just got back from a trip and I actually, I took a small coloring book with me and I'd gotten Uh some pens for Christmas. And at one point I... I just kind of went back in the bedroom and I colored for an hour because I just needed some peace. And it literally, it allowed me to just kind of reset my emotions and was like, okay, I'm all good now. Yes, exactly. And that's what painting does for me. It just allows me to go to that chill place and express myself however I want, good, bad, or otherwise. Most of the time, it's good. I, you know, I'm really into my purples and mauves, and and those are the colors to me that make me feel um, soothed. You know, I can soothe myself through my art. I love that. So I'm going to jump over here now and welcome Amy Moore to talk about the art in her life. So Amy, I know you have always been a big art person. How has it impacted your life and grown over the years? Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. Well, yeah, you're right. I've, I, art has always been part of my life. I grew up sewing and loved painting and did some classes throughout my college life. At one point I thought, super seriously about becoming an art therapist, but then life sort of went a different direction. That didn't happen. Um, But, you know, while it's always been present, it sort of took on a new life for me, I think, after cancer. That year was so difficult for me, but also for my family and my daughter and it really was a place where we could connect and share experiences together we could communicate to each other that way Um, and so it sort of grew out of that to become something more than just fun it -hmm. became this healing kind of tool um, and a place that we could connect more. And then I started taking some classes um, through a local hospital that were free to survivors. And like Glenna was saying, that was a time when I could be with my own feelings, with my own emotions. And it took on even a bigger 
new life. And so it, it sort of has transformed over over time and over my experiences with it. Now, you said you you went to some art therapy, and one of the early workshops that you hosted at Breast Friends was with art therapists from one of our local hospitals. For those who might not know, what does art therapy actually mean? So, uh, a true art therapist is usually someone who's holding a master's degree or higher. They've been trained both in art and as a therapist. So they're working as an art therapist, which means they're using usually applied art mediums like painting or drawing or things like that to be a way for people to process through their emotions, experiences, and feelings. Got it. And while you do not have the the technical education, you have started an amazing program at Best Breast Friends called Creative Connections, which has become a huge favorite of women like Glenna and so many others who show up religiously every month to see what new projects you are working on. So tell us about how that started and how it's going. Yeah. So um, you're right. Like when you said it was really near and dear to my heart, it is. And it was born really out of my experience of doing art as therapy for myself. I wanted more people to have the experience and access to that. Um, So in January of 2022, I started the program at Breast Friends. And we meet once a month, like you said, virtually and in person. I have a topic usually that um, it relates to cancer, but also life in general, right? Because I think people use it in a variety of ways. Sometimes they're using it to process through what's happened as a result of cancer or during their active treatment journey. Uh, But also sometimes it's an escape and something to get away from it and do something else. So people can really use it in whatever way fits their needs the best. And I have uh, art invitation that they can do or not do sort of just, I keep it really open. So people can do what I've put out there if they need a little guidance on how to get started. But if they just want to roll with whatever, you know, is speaking to them, that's also fine too. It's really about the process. And while we have some incredible pieces that come out of the group, um, that is not what it's about. You know, like Glenna was saying, it's really about the process of putting color on the page, putting line on the page and a release. Um, It can be grounding, it can be stress release. It can be therapeutic. It can be all those things. Now, Glenna, had you gotten into art after your diagnosis or before Creative Connections or was Creative Connections really the gateway for you? Yeah, I was a singer. I sang with a group in California when I lived there for about 15 years. And I thought that was my God-given talent. And I was kind of like limiting myself, I see now, because, you know, anybody, and I fully believe this, anybody can be an artist, you know. You may not be out there selling Rembrandt, you know-esque paintings, but anybody can be an artist. So when Amy held the first 
she hosted the women from Providence who mm-hmm. do the art therapy group. And I, I attended that by Zoom. I think we were, everything was on Zoom at the time because of COVID. Yes. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And I didn't really, the journaling was really kind of the hook for me too. So having Amy have us create art journals, I took it to heart and I started writing and now I write every day and I either doodle in my art journal or, you know, usually I do both. I, I doodle in my art journal and then I actually do painting and, you know, I am... Thank God for um, YouTube because I've learned a lot from some of my favorite teachers on YouTube, and I've just I've just kind of taught myself and jumped in there to it. I love that, Amy. What um, what instructions do you give for the art journaling? Because that would I'm assuming that's like a take home project. Well, I mean, there are several women in the group like Lena who have sort of incorporated a daily practice for themselves, either through writing or art that was sort of just an extension from what we had done Mm -hmm. um, in the Creative Connections meetings. Uh, But the journaling is always part of it, right? Sometimes you feel inspired to write um, and sometimes you feel inspired to draw or paint or put color down. So it's all sort of that open invitation to create in the way that feels right to you. So for me, writing has always been a huge part of my my journey and my healing process. Hence the fact that I'm literally trying to finish a book that I've been writing for years about cancer and all the things that I've learned from it. But um, in the beginning of COVID, I actually got some adult coloring books and I started yeah. coloring and sent out images to my friends because I was like, oh, everyone needs to have my artwork on their refrigerator. And by artwork, I'm talking about colored in mandalas or like pictures of flowers that have inspiring quotes on them. But it made me happy. And I don't feel like I'm an artist per se, but it allows me to be a little bit creative. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Glenna, you say you paint every day. Is that your favorite medium? Yeah, watercolor has really spoken to me. It's, um, oh my gosh, there, I've let myself invest in in several palettes and tubes, and I've just really given over to the joy of it all. Um, it, it just makes me happy. It makes me very happy. And I, you know, I put my paintings up around the house, and um, my family is kind of like, wow, okay, she's doing this new thing, you know, and and I don't think they know what to what to think sometimes, you know, but um, I'm not doing it for anybody else but myself. And my husband is incredibly uh, supportive. He keeps telling me, I, I complain, oh, I'm not very good, I'm not very good. He keeps saying, yet, yet you're still practicing, you're still learning, you know, and he's right. It's a, it's a um, ongoing process and there is no journey. I mean, excuse me, there is no destination. It's just the journey 
It's about the journey. And as you mentioned, you're doing it for yourself and it makes you happy. Yes, exactly. I love that. We are going to take another quick break. So listeners, stay with us. If you'd like to email me, I am at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. Would love to hear from you. Stay with us. We'll be back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to michellebeck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hello, and thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle, and I've got Amy and Glenna here, and we are talking about the beauty that can be found after cancer, both physically and through art. And right now we're really exploring the art side of it. So Amy, the, as I said, I don't really consider myself an artist. I know I should, but I don't, I'm too hard on myself, but I did attend one session with you or you were virtual and I was in the office and we were working with these amazing goddess cards, which had been donated to us. And it was a deck of cards where there was all these beautiful images of of women and nature and these wonderful sayings. And it was really impactful for me. And I was just kind of being there to help the session, but I really enjoyed it. What other topics do you have you put out there as kind of guidelines? Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cool um, thing that she donated mm-hmm. those cards to us for that session. Uh, other topics we've explored have been uh, finding light in darkness, mm-hmm. body image, uh, transformation, growth, forgiveness, 
there's probably there's others there's been one for every month of the year so <laughs> but those are those are the some that come to mind and what kind of mediums do you encourage people to use uh, when we're at the office um i have a variety so i have oil pastels watercolors acrylic paint colored pencils markers regular pencils collage um and then for anybody who's tuning in through Zoom, you know, I try to tell them kind of like what I might suggest they have on hand. I try to send out some images um, and maybe some quotes that they can use as inspiration too, in case they have limited supplies. And one thing that I really love that you've done over the past years since the program has started, you have women in the group have allowed you to showcase their art, both in um, in person and I think also we've done some virtually, but we've had an event in August and also at the luncheon and you brought in framed art pieces. And I know, and at the open house we just had recently, and it was so wonderful to be able to show off what our, our women have done. And it's truly amazing. Yeah, it really is. We have uh, four, Glenna's, is one of them <laughs> um, that are up in the office right now. And it's interesting. We just had um, a couple of people and they thought they were actually professional artwork. Oh, wow. <laughs> that were in the office. And I said, no, these are things from the, the creative connections and the women that are attending. So it's really interesting to have an outsider's perspective, right? I mean, yes, the yeah. reason we're creating is for ourselves. Um, but that inner critic is so strong in all mm. of us. And sometimes that can be there for years. You know, one little comment that some teacher made in third grade can stick with us for a lifetime. Um, and so there's many of us who don't think of ourselves as artists, um, but that is not true. You know, whether or not you believe it yet, is one thing, but we all have the ability um, to express ourselves creatively. It's in us. We just have to allow it to take shape. That That's so perfect, Amy. And it, it brings in, obviously, what Glenna's husband has said, yet. Like, yes. you may not yes. be where you want to be yet, but yeah. you have the time and the passion to do it. And that is what is so important. And I think it's just getting over that hurdle of, of allowing yourself the time to nurture that, that seed inside you. Because I agree with Amy 100%. We all have the capacity to put a little color on paper at the very least. But it's allowing for, it's just giving yourself permission to explore and and you know and and for me it was kind of like I wasn't even driving it it was just something that that came pouring out of me that made me want to get up every morning and and do it again and I had I just had to give myself that permission to first attend Amy's Creative Connection group. And then it just took over in me. 
And, well, and that's I, really the hardest part is the first time you do anything. Yes. It's, it's the unknown. And it's what, what, oh, well, gosh, I don't know who's going to be at this class or, or, you know, what I'm going to be expected to do. And, you know, I can't really paint water lilies, but, you know, as right. Monet would do, but I'm sure I can still create something beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing that can hold people back is, as a society, we're really focused on product art, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't really a, a process-oriented art is not something a lot of people have familiarity with. And that's what I'm asking them to do is forget what the finished product looks like. Don't care about what your finished product looks like. That's kind of a hard concept to get at first. <laughs> so yes. I think it takes a little practice of just sort of letting go of expectations that you have for yourself and just going with the flow and seeing what happens, seeing what pours out of you, like Glenna said. Definitely. And Glenna, you had also mentioned it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I actually have friends who I knew from my, my prior life 20 years ago in Southern California who named their, their business path because it wasn't about the destination. It's the path that you go to get anywhere. And I feel like, art for for you two in particular and for me in my own way it's really a path to a new perspective and a new Mm -hmm. allowing you to heal in a lot of ways as well because you're you're teaching yourself new things and you're learning new things and focusing less on what's gone on in your body yeah to focus on other things like okay I, I can move forward past the trauma that I've had and still have beautiful things in my life that I can create. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was my whole, um, I just felt like creating beauty and I'm the one who gets to say what's beautiful in my, on my page. And um, uh, yeah, it's just, and it is. It's definitely the journey. It's 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 letting go of all the preconceived notions of what an artist is and allowing yourself to claim that as your as one of your titles mm-hmm. and sticking a a stake in and saying, I am an artist from here on out and I'm going to allow myself the luxury of time to devote to to creating beautiful things. That is that is the way I feel about finishing my book. So it's it's devoting time and giving yes. myself that time to do that because for me I I express myself in words in whether it's written or spoken like you you can't stop me from getting the words out. And but I've also do love the creativity sometimes of the color on the page and I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, obviously, Glenna can't say enough about it, but what other (laughs) feedback have you gotten from participants in the Creative Connections? It's, I mean, I will say hands down, it's all been positive. Um, I have heard everything from, like, can we have it more than once a month to, (laughs) you know, it's helped me um, heal both emotionally, mentally, and physically. Um, it really is something I think that a lot of people didn't ex- 
back to love as much as they do. Um, and they have gained confidence in their artistic abilities um, through the process of just being open to seeing what happens. They have come to like kind of change their thinking about things and they feel uh, more relaxed, less stressful. They have new techniques when they can feel their emotions rising or their stress levels rising. They have some more tools now in their little toolbox to help ground them and center them in those moments that they maybe didn't have before. And even when they're not in the, you know, the few hour session once a month, as Glenna mentioned, there's a lot of resources out there like YouTube. And there's so mm -hmm. many different websites where you can get free online teaching on various techniques yes. if you want to. Yeah. And, yes. and also usually all the local hobby stores offer classes and various things. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my dear friends, Yvonne, if you're a podcast listener, you very well know her. She um, retired and took up painting. And that is her, like that is, she does oil paints and they're beautiful. I'm, she made me one, it's cherry blossoms and it's, you know, on my wall right now because cherry blossoms are my thing. And I look at her and the beauty that she has created for me and it allows happiness for myself as well. So mm -hmm. it gives also if you're if you're sharing your art, it allows you to look at your own beauty that you have created, but also give happiness to others, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, so Amy, is what is up next for? If there was no budgetary restrictions or time, what would you love to do with the Creative Connections program? Oh, my gosh. If there was no restrictions, I would have a whole studio <laughs> for, for Creative <laughs> Connections where we could explore all these different mediums. We could have clay. We could have, you know, art retreats. We could have, you know, guests come in and show us different uh, things and their, you know, specialities and help us learn so i mean it it's really the world is wide open if there was no restrictions mm -hmm. so, so note to self any listeners who would like to sponsor creative connections reach out to amy.berg at breastfriends.org um, you know we don't have room for a kiln or anything like that but I personally, I would love to try the, oh, I can't even think of what it is. Amy, what is it when you make the the things with clay? Like um, the wheel? Ceramics. Yes. Ceramics. Ceramics. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, the art words kind of escape my brain. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a whole different like thing that comes in when you start talking about clay and the like sensory qualities that mm -hmm. happen, you know, during something like that. So, Yeah. It's there's dreams. <laughs> you know, it's if you don't have dreams, then it's never going to change. Right. Right. Someone right. recently asked me something and I was like, you know what? I someone asked me if I was going to be somewhere recently. And I'm like, no, but if you would like to sponsor me, I'll go. And they did. So, oh. you yeah. know what? It's it never hurts to ask because like if you don't ask, it's never going to happen. That's right. I mean, and I kind of felt that way with just starting the program, right? I mean, it's it's sort of an infant program. It's only been around for a year. So, but, you know, it didn't exist at Breast Friends a year ago. 
And now here we are, there was over, I think, 35 women that participated in it in its first year. Um, so that's pretty exciting. It is. Yeah. It, is a, it is a very yeah. beloved program. And it's something, and you can tell that it's so important to you. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to lead this program. Not that not that any of your workshops are, but this, you can tell your your heart, this is where your heart is. And it always has been. Because even early on when you join, you're like, what, what can we do in the art world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's always been in me. I just never, I never knew how it would come to be. Right. But here I am. It's a little bit of a full circle for me. So it's kind of exciting and special for me, too. I love that. So, Glenna, any final words of advice to someone who is going through or has gone through trauma about how to utilize art in their healing process? I think the biggest thing is just acknowledge that. That using art can transport you and you just need to give you just need to make your mind up to give yourself permission to jump in there and try it because if I had said no or didn't go to Amy's um, creative connections I you know I'd still be crocheting and I'd be bored and <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not bored. I'm not bored. I get up every morning and I'm excited about what I'm going to create and what what doors I'm going to be opening for myself. So that is so I would beautiful. Just, I would wish that for any woman, especially who are going through cancer and and trying to heal from that trauma, definitely. Thank you for sharing. So, Amy, how can our listeners find out more about Creative Connections and where they could sign up? Yeah, they can go to the Breast Friends website, which is breastfriends.org. They can go to the programs section on the website. And then there's a link there to the registration page where you can sign up to come either virtually through Zoom or in person at the office. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm, I'm going to do better about attending the sessions because <laughs> I, I am that person who is, I'm, I'm so busy that I don't take that time for myself. So I've, I've been better about reading books. Now I need to get better about doing more art. So yes. Amy and Glenna both, thank you so much for being here today. I love what thank we have you. shared both on the Goldilocks technique and how that allowed you physically to feel more beautiful and both you and Amy for the art perspective and how that has just allowed more healing and beauty to come through post-cancer. So thank you both. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You, so listeners, you can find out more on creative connections on our website calendar, breastfriends.org. Go to calendar. The next session after this airs is, I believe, February 23rd. And as Amy said, virtual or in person. And you can get all the details on signing up there. But if you or loved one need our services, please go to breastfriends.org and see what we can do for you. You can make a donation on our website. There's a big button or by texting BF Radio to 41444. You can find our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel or wherever you find your podcasts. And you can also watch all of the 22 
2022 and beyond episodes on the Breast Friends YouTube channel. So please subscribe. If you'd like to reach out to me, I am at Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.